Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Hi there. I'm so excited to share God's Word with you today. We're busy with a series dealing with stress and worry. And the Apostle Paul gives us basically how to deal with it. We've been studying a portion of Scripture here in Philippians chapter 4. And Paul gives us five things that we need to do. And he says, if you'll do these five things, you'll have the opposite of stress and worry. Now listen to what he says. He says, yeah, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Remember we said, let's replace worry with prayer. Tell God what you need. And then thank Him for all He has done. That's gratitude and thanksgiving. Then in verse 7, he says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. What does it mean when a preacher says, finally, or one final thing? Absolutely nothing, because they can keep on rambling for a long time. But what Paul is saying is, he says, listen, I've got one final thought. He says, I'm still busy with the same subject. I'm still busy on the same topic. He says, we're busy with the topic of peace. He says, let me give you one final thought. Here it is. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. I want you to notice something. In verse 7, he says, then you will experience God's peace. In verse 9, he says, then the God of peace will be with you. So what he's saying is, he says, if you'll do this, he says, you're not only going to have the peace that God gives. He says, man. But you're going to have the God that gives you peace. There's a big difference. He says, that's when you have the presence of God. Now, David had such a desire for God's presence. Listen to what he says here in Psalm 63. He says, oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. There was such a desire for God's presence. And so what Paul is doing here is he's highlighting for us the importance of our thought life. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Just our thought life. And what he's saying is he's giving us some examples of things that we should be thinking of. He's not saying you need to think of exactly these things, but he's giving us examples. And so if I had to put it in my own language, I would say think about things that are positive and upbuilding and encouraging, think about God's word. That's really what he's saying. Now, when Paul says, fix your thoughts, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right, you know what he's saying is, he says, make this your habit. You see, I think for too many people, they've made it a habit to think the wrong thoughts. 
They've been thinking the wrong thoughts so long that it's become a part of them and it's become a habit. It's become what the Bible calls in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, a stronghold. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is simply an area where the enemy has control or where he has authority. We've given him authority. So in other words, he's not just touching you in that area from time to time, but he's holding on. And he's not holding loosely or lightly, but he's got a strong hold on you in that area. Why? Because you've been believing the lies of the enemy for so long. And that's what happens when we believe the lies, it becomes a stronghold. How do we know they lies? Well, they contradict God's word. Anything that contradicts the word of God, those things are lies. Do you know studies show us that the average person thinks between 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day? And that's a massive number. The number is not important. That's not what I want you to see. Here's what I want you to see. That most of those thoughts, a lot of thoughts, but most of those thoughts are negative, toxic thoughts. So in other words, what these studies show is that most people lean toward the, the negative lean toward the toxic. And so what Paul's just saying to us, he says, hey, you've got to lean toward the other side. You've got to lean toward positive. You've got to lean toward God's word because naturally you have a leaning toward this side. And when we lean toward negative thoughts, what happens? We have fear. When we lean toward God's word, we have faith. And fear and faith have this one thing in common, focus. They're both driven by focus. They're both powered by focus. And so fear is the result of focusing on the wrong stuff. Faith, on the other hand, is the result of focusing on the right stuff, focusing on whatever is true and honorable and right And when we focus on God's word. And so if you're battling with fear at the moment, I'm going to give you two things today. If you're battling with fear, here's the first one. If you're battling with fear, it's a sure sign that you're focusing on the wrong stuff. What if this happens? What if that? What if I'll never be able to, and you can fill in the blank, never, never again be able to. And so when you focus on those things, you're sure to have fear in your life. But when you start focusing on God's word, his word says, he will supply all of my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He gives strength to the weary, increases power to the weak. That's what the Bible says. Now you focus on those things and what happens, you're going to have faith. There's no doubt about that. You know, some people can't understand why they're so anxious and why they're so uptight. And the reason really is just they're focusing on the wrong stuff. They're on their cell phone all the time and looking at all the latest uh, coronavirus stats, COVID-19 stats and what's happening. That's not wrong to do that. But when you start focusing on those things, man, that's when you have anxiety. And so they're constantly focusing on that. They're constantly talking to that negative neighbor or those negative friends and hearing what they have to say and they're on the phone with them. Or they're playing out in their mind the worst case scenario and they're focusing on that. And when we focus on those things, those are the things that are going to take our peace and our joy. And we, we end up being freaked out because of that. What is the solution? It's very simple. Change your focus. 
focus on Jesus. You see, as long as Peter focused on the problem, man, he, he, he sank. He went down. We've got to keep our eyes on, on Jesus. You see, it's no use praying for more faith. You don't have to pray for more faith. You've just got to change your focus. You know, some people think they can't control their thinking. You know, they can't control what thoughts come to them. It's not true. Listen, we can't control what happens to us, but we can certainly control what happens in us. So in other words, you can't control the circumstances and the things that happen around about you, but you can control how you respond to those circumstances. Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And listen to this. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Notice it doesn't say that God is going to take our thoughts captive. Oh, no, we're going to have to take it captive. So in other words, we're responsible for our own thoughts. You see, you can't prevent the birds from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from nesting in your hair. So you, you can't prevent negative thoughts from coming to you, but you can stop yourself from thinking about it and dwelling on those things and, and feeding those things. We don't have to do that. You see, friends, it's so important that we guard our minds, that we guard what we allow in. Listen, if you want to have peace of mind, please hear me. If you want to have peace of mind, you've got to guard what you allow into your mind. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart or your mind, what happens on the inside. Listen, if you know that an email that you received contains a virus, you're not even going to think about opening that email and allowing it to contaminate your computer. If you know that there's a burglar with a balaclava on and a gun in his hand, you're not even going to think about opening the front door and allowing him into your house. And yet so often we allow the enemy to come into our minds through our thinking. And he knows if he can mess up our mind, he can mess up our thinking. That's why this is his favorite battleground. This is the area where he keeps on attacking us again and again and again is the area of our mind. Because he also knows the Bible says that it's with the mind that we serve the Lord. Now, if you're to ask somebody who's going through a really tough time, you have to ask them, what is holding you back? Invariably, they're going to mention a couple of circumstances. They're going to probably mention some people's names. They may even mention finances. But it's not really one of those. The thing that they're battling with more than anything, more than they even realize, is their thought life. The thing that's holding them back more than anything is their thought life. You see, you can have two people with exactly the same problem. They both lose their job. The first person thinks, wow, this is it. This is it. I'm not going to make it. I don't know how I'm ever going to get through this. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll probably never recover. Second person, he looks at the situation and he says, this is it. This is, this is the end of one chapter, but I know it's the beginning of another chapter. Because God holds me in the palm of his hands. And I know that he's going to open another door when one door closes. God's got another door. God wouldn't have allowed this if he didn't have good in store for me. If he didn't have good in mind. 
And so guess who's going to come through victorious? Definitely that other person. You know, there are more people today battling in their thought life than they are battling in their finances. They go to bed at night tired and they wake up tired. Even though they have had seven or eight hours sleep, man, they still wake up tired. Why? Because they got sleep, but they didn't get rest. What's the solution? Change your focus. You've got to focus on Jesus. You see, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, he says this. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then there's a beautiful scripture here in Isaiah chapter 26. He says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. He uses the same words as Paul would use many, many years later on when Paul says, fix your thoughts. And so what the prophet Isaiah is saying, if you will fix your thoughts on God, he will keep you in perfect peace. You know, Corrie ten Boom grew up during World War II. She was a young Dutch girl from a Christian family. And her family took in some Jewish friends and hid them away from the Nazis. But then sometime later, the Nazis discovered that they were hiding Jews. And they came in and they took away Cory and her entire family and all the Jews. That whole group, they took them away and sent them to Polish death camps. And very sadly, there she lost her entire family. She's the only one who survived. And later on, she would say, when you look to the world, you're going to be distressed. When you look within, you're going to be depressed. But when you look to him, you're going to be at rest. Can I ask you, where are you looking? Where is your focus at the moment? Because it's easy for you and me to say, oh, you know, I'm focusing on Jesus. But then we're focusing on the problem and the news and, and this and that and my job and, and all of that stuff. And you know what typically happens? We focused on this stuff and we acknowledge God. We focus here and we acknowledge. So it's not that we, we don't acknowledge him, we're acknowledging him. You see, we should flip it around. We should acknowledge the problems and focus on God. So it's not that we pretend we're like ostriches and put our hand in the sand. We pretend there's no problem. Oh, no, I'm blessed, brother. And everything is good and no problem. No, that's stupid. I've got problems and stuff. I acknowledge them. But man, my eyes on God. My focus is on God. And that's what we need to do. And so here's what I want you to see today. That your thoughts, my thoughts, will lead us. Our thoughts will lead us. Every decision we make, every action we take, first starts with a thought. You sow a thought, you reap an action. Your thoughts will lead you. That's why the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Another way to say it is where the mind goes, the man follows. Your thoughts will lead you. Now listen to this scripture. In Romans chapter 12, it says, let God transform you into a new person. How? How does he do this? <laughs> By changing the way you think. It always starts with our thinking. If you want to change your marriage, change what you think about your spouse. If you want to change your self-esteem and your confidence, 
change what you think about yourself. You see, it always starts with our thinking. If you put the right things in, you will get the right things out. Where do we get the right things? Right here in God's word. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, the Bible says God's word is like a mirror. When you go and have a look at the mirror in the bathroom, it reflects the image of what you see. All right. You go and have a look at God's word. It reflects the image of what God sees. And so the mirror in the bathroom, that gives you what you see on the outside reflects that image. The Bible reflects the image of what God sees on the inside. When God looks at us, he sees us as valuable and precious and special, talented and gifted, anointed. God sees us as made in his image. We're children of the Most High God. We've been born to win. That's how God sees us. And the more we look into God's word, that's what we start seeing of ourselves. That's how we encourage ourselves. And if you think about it, that's how little children see themselves. I mean, they grow up and they're so excited about life and, and everything. And, and they believe they can do anything. And so if they got big plans, big dreams for their lives, you know, to become an astronaut or a pilot or a singer or a springbuck or maybe even the president. And so they're not intimidated and they're not insecure because they believe they can do anything. Where did they get that? From God. That's how he programmed them deep on the inside. But here's the sad part. Then life starts happening and people start telling them what they won't do and what they can't become. And the teacher tells them that they're too small to make the team. They won't be able to. Then they start comparing themselves to somebody else, somebody who's more talented in an area or more beautiful or more whatever. And then the devil starts lying to them that they're not good enough. And guess what happens? What God programmed on the inside starts becoming reprogrammed, starts becoming uh, contaminated. And so they learn to function in their dysfunction. God never made them to live like that. But here's the good news. When you and I get into God's word, it restores those default settings, the way that God made us. When we start looking at the word and we start meditating on God's word, man, it restores that. And maybe you're thinking, oh, Leonard, you know, I don't know how to meditate. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> You see, when you worry, you meditate. The problem is you're meditating on the wrong stuff. What if this? What if that? Oh, man, you know, we end up meditating on the, on the wrong things. But when we meditate on God's word, it means we take a scripture and we read that scripture and you read it again and again until that thing becomes a part of your life. There are things today that are part of my life that weren't a part of my life years ago. But I've meditated on that scripture so much. You see, the Holy Spirit has got a way of highlighting a scripture. And you read something and it just pops out. It's highlighted. And what I'd recommend is write it down or put it in your phone or something. And just look at it during the day again and again and again. Whenever you have opportunity, you look at that. And you may have two or three or four scriptures. And eventually it becomes a part of you. You see, today there are things that are a part of me. They weren't a part of me years ago. The fact that God really loves me. The fact that God will never leave me nor forsake me. It doesn't matter what I go through. 
doesn't matter what I do. God will never leave me. God is more faithful than what I can ever be. That's a part of my life. The fact that I'm anointed. That wasn't a part of my life years ago. But it is today. Why? Because I've been spending time in God's word. And I've restored some of those default settings. And I'm still busy doing it today. You know, the Bible tells us if we will meditate on God's word, we will be prosperous and successful. Let me read it to you from Joshua chapter 1. He says, you keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Listen, friends, Satan knows how powerful God's word is. And he knows when you spend time in the word, you will be prosperous. You will be successful. You're going to have faith. You're going to have confidence. You're going to have peace on the inside because you're spending time there. And that's why he's going to bombard you with lies. He's going to bombard you with negative thoughts. But here's what I want you to see. He can only mess with your mind if you allow him to. Satan can only mess with your mind if you allow him to. Because you see, that's why Paul says to us, he says, fix your thoughts. Hold on. So when the enemy comes with those negative thoughts, I don't dwell on it. I don't think about it. I don't feed those things. I feed other things. The fact that I'm a victor, not a victim. The fact that I'm going to land and not borrow. That I'm more than a conqueror. Those are the things that I want to think about. Now, you may find yourself in a place at the moment that's not good. But I want to say to you today, that's where you are. That's not who you are. And so you find yourself in a place of defeat. That's where you are. You're in a place of defeat, but you are not defeated. You may have failed, but you are not a failure. And so you've got to have the right image on the inside. You may be knocked down, but you're not knocked out. Make sure that you have the right image and that you focus on what God's word says about you. I've told you previously about the bumblebee. Do you know the laws of aerodynamics say that the bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly? Its little wings are too small for its little round body. And so it shouldn't be able to fly. But fortunately, nobody ever told the bumblebee. And so the one day it discovered it's got little wings on the sides. Something deep down in its DNA whispered, you're supposed to fly. And so it saw the other insects crawling around, but it didn't focus on them. It didn't listen to them. It took off flying. It did what God had created it to do. Listen, friends, it all starts in our thinking. If you don't think you can be successful, you won't. If you don't think you can bounce back after this coronavirus, you won't. And it's not because you can't. It's because your thinking is messed up. We've got to make sure that we have the right thinking. Don't look at what others are doing, others who aren't making it. Don't focus on them and say, oh, but you know, look at how many people aren't making. Don't focus on them. And don't focus on the people who don't believe they can make it. Now more than ever is the time where we've got to focus on what God's word says. Because you see, his word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. 
The Bible also says, delight yourself in the Lord. In other words, put God first and he will give you the desires of your heart. What am I doing when I do that? I'm doing what Paul tells us here in Philippians chapter 4. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. Hold on to make it a habit to think of things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. The things here in God's word. He says, do that. Listen, friends. You think on the right things. You're going to go in the right direction. So I want to pray for us today. And I believe that in the days and the weeks and the months ahead, our thinking is going to be absolutely vital. And our focus is going to be crucial. And so I want to pray around that. Let's bow our heads quickly. Father, thank you so much just for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, that we also realize that the enemy cannot mess with our minds unless we allow him to. And so today we are taking a stand and we're doing it by fixing our thoughts on the right things and especially by putting our thoughts on Jesus. And so that's our prayer today. Lord, help me. You've told us to do it. You're not going to do for us what you've told us to do. So help me, Lord, to keep my thoughts, my thoughts going in the right direction to keep my eyes on you and not on the problems around. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.